Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their leadership and in their impact. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Lainey Dolphin. Lainey is the author of the Have a Great Dream book set and founded the Dream Interpretation Center in 1997. She lectures at Concordia University in Montreal and appears regularly on radio and television. And I had the pleasure of meeting Lainey in person. Were we in person? I think we might have been in person or we might have been virtual, but we met through the National Publicity Summit. So uh, I had the pleasure of meeting her that way, and I'm really excited and delighted to bring you to the show today, Lainey. Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Angel. Yeah. So I am excited to have you here for a number of reasons, because, you know, I think we are in a time, Lainey, where dreaming and being connected with our dreams and understanding the dreams that we're receiving is actually more important than ever. So I would love to have you speak about what got you interested in dream work and why you chose to make dream work your work. Okay. Well, it's more that the dreams came to me than that I went to them. I'm a dreamer and I have fantastic dream recall and I have my whole life, which was further encouraged by having a dad who used to come in when we had a nightmare at night and never ever said to us, oh, it's just a dream, go back to sleep. He was always engaging and, oh, tell me your dream and what happened? And we would discuss the dream like in the middle of the night. And before I would go back to sleep, my father, not knowing that he was using Carl Jung's active imagination, he used to say to me, okay, now it's time to go back to sleep. And you're going to say to yourself, I'm going to have a nightmare. I'm going to have a nightmare. Bring it on. (laughs) And that was great because he was building my confidence in my ability to manage. And uh, so I am 68 and I'm happily married. And just two weeks after my 21st birthday, I had my first of four daughters who was born with Down syndrome. And a short period of time after that, of course, I became depressed. And I ended up in psychoanalysis with a brilliant New York psychoanalyst who had moved to Montreal. And because I wasn't well able to articulate my feelings in my early 20s, I used to arrive at the sessions with a shrink, always with a dream. And that was the entry point that he used 
So my uh, introduction to Freud happened because I experienced him before I studied him. And I went on to, because I had such an interest in dreams, and the fact that we are problem solving, which is what I'm here to discuss today, that I went on to uh, become a Gestalt counselor. And so I learned how Frederick Pearls looked at dreams. Then I went to the Alfred Adler Institute when I was 40, and I studied with Leo Gold to learn how Adler looked at dreams. Then I became a member of the C.G. Jung Society, and I am also an active member in the International Association for the Study of Dreams, which is an eclectic organization that gathers dream workers from all over the world. And so I think just as you and I were talking before we went on air, it just came to me that I want to have this discussion today, starting from the end and moving towards the beginning, instead of the usual way that we might do things. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's important for me to tell you, why would you want to do this? What's the point? And here's what the point is. In Laney's world, because we're just going to step into my world for a minute, <laughs> There's no such thing as good or bad. There's no right or wrong in my world. It's all about appropriateness. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, the reason why what I'm discussing is how do we want to respond to the people and situations in our life? And what I like to do for people is I want to give you a grab bag. I want to give you on a silver platter, which is what your dreams do, every single morning, whether you remember them or you don't, by the way, your healthy unconscious mind is giving you, not by random and not by accident, the actual behavior that you need to employ about today's situation that you're trying to work out. And the thing about us is that we humans come into the world whole. We arrive with everything. We have the ability to be shy, to be assertive, to be a hero, a chicken, to be selfish, giving. And maybe you're an initiator. Maybe you're always on the receiving end. Maybe you're affectionate or distanced. Were you the comedian in the family or were you the serious person? So we come with everything. And the people that bring us up teach us that it's better to be one way than another way. And so I'll just go right, I'm going to get right in there. So for example, and I don't uh, like to paint with a wide brush, but I will say that many of us who grew up in a home with siblings probably got the message one way or another that it's not okay to be selfish. Because you hear sentences like, go share your toys with your brother, go look after your sister. And your whole life experience anyway is the experience of sharing. You're sharing your parents. And so this is what you become over-invested in, is uh, what Frederick Pearls called it. I like to say over-exercised in some aspects of our personality and under-exercised in other aspects. So Carl Jung would have called our under-exercised aspects your shadows. I call also your over-exercised parts your knee-jerk reaction to life situation. So let's talk about Stephen. Here's a man, he's got this 
I've got dozens of one picture dreams for podcasts and radios. <laughs> and one of my favorites is Stephen, who dreams that he's climbing up a ladder and there's paper everywhere. There's paper all over the place. He can hardly get to the top. And at the top of the ladder is his college roommate, who actually he hasn't even seen this person in 35 years. That's who's encouraging Stephen up the ladder. And so the dream, this is one of the most important things I'm going to say. The dream is a conversation you are having with yourself about a very specific current issue in your life that you are attempting to problem solve. So I'm going right up to the, I'm coming away from deep for a minute, which is where I've been going, and I'm coming up to the surface. It's a situation in your life this week that you either thought about yesterday or happened to you yesterday, and that's what triggers this morning's dream. Hmm. So we can go deeper, but for a moment, I don't want to do that yet. And so Stephen's dream about the latter was about him trying to get ahead in the business world and the fact that he had paper all over his desk and his friends the day before asked him if he would go see a movie with them. And he said yes, because Stephen comes from a home of siblings and he's over-exercised and accommodating. Mm -hmm. And so he, he doesn't know really how to be selfish. He just knows how to be giving. That's the over-exercised, accommodating, knee-jerk part of himself. Mm -hmm. And so he didn't have what it, what it takes to say what needed to be said. And so I'm going to give you six points of entry as we speak that you can use to uncover why you had that dream last night. Using a symbol's point of entry, I asked him, tell me what comes to your mind when you think about that roommate? What is it? Because you can't look that up in a book. You need to talk to Stephen. And what he said was, he was the most selfish, take care of me first kind of guy I ever met. Mm. And that's part of the dream, the roommate represents Stephen's shadow. It represents the part of Stephen that needs to speak for himself. And once he understood that, that's what he did. He woke up the next day. Once he understood the dream, he called his friends and said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to join you for a movie. There's too much work on my desk. Mm. That is why I do dream analysis. Everything is available to you in that grab bag. And there's no good or bad. There's what is today's situation and how do I want to respond? Because if you've got a grab bag of parts of yourself that you are now exercising that are before unfamiliar to you, but now you're taking those parts back, mm. you'll be very surprised at how powerful that experience is. Mm, I love it. Well, Wickedly Smart Women, I want you to hear what Lainey is talking about very specifically here, because it sounds to me, uh, Lainey, like you actually are either being guided in the moment or you specifically chose this particular dream to just really underscore a few points. And I just want to underscore what you said and in, in, in the way that I heard it. And one is that letting go of any shame around parts of yourself that you may have judged in the past to be bad, quote, we'll put the word bad in quotes, 
that you may have judged to be bad and, for example, selfishness. And so Wickedly Smart Women, I want you to hear that in some places and cases, acting more selfish is the appropriate response. And what I'm also hearing, Lainey, is that I call it conditioning you know, that we're conditioned to behave in a certain way, which are the over-exercised parts of ourselves. And we're also conditioned to repress those under-exercised parts of ourselves. So what I'm hearing is that the work that you do with dreams and dream interpretation is really not just interpreting the meaning of a specific dream or its symbology, but you're employing that in service to helping people have a breakthrough. And so hopefully that's, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying correctly. And that's right. Great. And great. That's right. And I, and I also want to say, for example, I was brought up by uh, European parents. Well, my mom wasn't from Europe. She was a Montrealer, but it, it doesn't matter to me because she was brought up by Europeans. So in essence, I was brought up by two European parents. Mm -hmm. And so in my house, if my father, who was such a sweetheart, but he had such a horrible temper, and if he was yelling at me when I was six or seven, I could not look at him and say, excuse me, I don't like how you're talking to me right now, because that would have been considered very disrespectful. And sure. so I learned to become under-invested in speaking up and over-invested in shutting up. Ah, all right. Well, I'm going to have to shut you up, unfortunately, right now, because we're already at the break. Okay. But uh, when we come back from the break, we are going to ask uh, Lainey a little bit more about the books that she's written. And we'll let you know how to find out more about what she's got going on and how she can serve you. But right now, uh, we are going to take a short break. And Wickedly Smart Women, we definitely could use your help. Uh, if you're enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. And we'd also love to have you share the show with all of your friends. We are celebrating winning the People's Choice Podcast Award in the 15th Annual Podcast Awards in the category of business. And so uh, help us to celebrate that as well by sharing the show with as many people as possible. And we want to thank all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We are welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. We're up to 50 countries now, and we're going to shout out this week to our listeners in Canada, because that's where Lainey is. So thank you to our listeners in Canada, and we will be right back with Lainey Dolphin. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by The Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, The Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by Women in Transition, Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at 
quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Lainey Dolphin, and uh, we want to let you know where you can find out more about her work and where you can access her book set. She has this Have a Great Dream book set. It is a double book set. The first book is an overview, and the second book is a deeper discussion into the dreams and the dream interpretation. And you can find out more about Lainey, possibly have her work with you, or purchase the book set at haveagreatdream.com. That's haveagreatdream.com, and we will have that for you in the show notes. So before we go any further, I think I'd really love to have you, Lainey, talk about those six things that you were mentioning yep. before we went to the break, and then we'll just maybe have time for one more question before we have to close. But let's dive into the, uh, what did you call them? The six points of entry. Six points of entry. Let's talk about the six points of entry into and the dream. So this helps you reveal, uncover what situation in your life triggered this morning's dream? The easiest and fastest one is the feelings. And so how did you feel in the dream? And what in your waking life is making you feel that way? The second is the action. And a good example of that is you're driving and there's no brakes on the car. So you want to ask the dreamer, what are you feeling out of control over in your life this week? The symbols I gave you an example by Stephen's roommate, who's up at the top of the ladder, asking the associations. And then there's play on words and puns, which is absolutely my favorite. An example is the woman who said, there were snakes all over the floor. I couldn't put my foot down. And I said, why are you having trouble putting your foot down with? So you want to listen to the language of the dreamer. And then there's the plot, and the plot is same as we used to do in English class. What's the story behind the story? One woman said, I had sex with a guy who I would never sleep with in a million years. And using her language, I said, what did you, and she said it was incredible sex. And so I, my question was, well, what did you do that you thought you'd never do in a million years that felt amazing? And it was going on a boat because that's what she said she would never do. And the rocking motion and that she loved it, it brought up sexual feelings. And that's the metaphor that she decided on in the dream. And the last is repetition. Read it, write it, recite it. Read it, write it, recite it. That's how we learn. And so before I went to New York for the first time, I dreamt about a ghost. What does that mean? It means I'm scared. Then I dreamt that I was on the abyss of an, a cliff. What does that mean? It means I'm scared. Then I dreamt about my grade five teacher. What does that mean? It means I'm scared. So we repeat because your unconscious is trying to get in touch with you and it uses language that will grab your attention. Beautiful. Well, let me just repeat that for everyone just to make sure that we have it. So there's what I'm hearing is there's six points of entry into the interpretation of the dream, how you're feeling, any action that's going on, any symbols that show up, any plays on words or puns that show up in the dream, uh, you know, what's the language of the dream, what's the plot or the storyline of the dream, and then 
Are you having repetitive dreams that are all pointing towards the same direction or issue or feeling or whatever? And uh, let me also say, let's have plenty of dreams with incredible sex. Why not? Right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to have dreams. Let's have them have incredible sex. In them. Absolutely. <laughs> so did I miss anything in the six points of entry? No, you didn't. And that, okay, great. And I'll just finish by saying that the six points of entry help you reveal what's the subject that's bugging you that you're trying to problem solve in the dream. Because once I know what the dream is about, I can teach you how to recognize a solution when it comes in the form of a metaphor. Mm, because the solution to what you want to do, it's right there in the dream on that silver platter every morning when you wake and you just need to know how to look for it. And if you want to go deeper, read the second book. Great. Well, so what I want to ask you now in the little time that we have left, Lainey, is a lot of wickedly smart women may either be dreaming of or have already stepped into the dream of having their own business. And clearly that's something that you have stepped into is the dream of having your own business. So I'd love to ask you how your dream work influences or impacts your business and whether or not you work with your dreams to help you in your own everyday life in your business in terms of maybe, you know, where, where are my right places to speak or where am I going to find the next client or how am I going to handle my credit card bills or any of those things? Can you talk a little bit about that? Any clients that you've helped? Well, there's one man, and really, it wasn't once we uncovered the dream, it was about a client that he had for the same 25 years that he was married to his wife and had taken his business somewhere else. And the dreamer was not expressing himself. So his healthy unconscious puts his wife in the part because if your wife's cheating on you, you're not going to stay silent. That's going to encourage you to speak up. And that's what the dreams always want to do. They always want to point you to express yourself. And so that's what the dream did. He called the client to discuss why did you take your business somewhere else and ended up getting that client back because he didn't stay silent. So maybe if he would have dreamt, like we, we don't, we dream in metaphor, but maybe if he had had some kind of literal dream about that client, then he would have been caught up in all his manness by staying silent and not expressing his quote unquote feelings. But because he had that scenario, the plot of the wife cheating, that helped encourage the dreamer to take action. Beautiful. And Alfred Adler would have said, the dream gives rise to an emotion that propels you forward towards the goal. Beautiful. I love that. The dream gives, say that again. I want to hear that again, because that's really a pearl of wisdom right there, Lainey. The dream gives rise to an emotion that helps propel you towards the goal. How about the woman who wasn't taking care of business and dreamt that she's in a, her chair is on fire, literally on fire. And that's the whole dream. She's jumping out of this chair that's on fire. And it, the message of the dream was stop procrastinating because she wanted to do something in business and wasn't doing it. Mm. Fire in her chair 
physically gave her that motion. And the momentum. That's right. Right. Yeah. So it catalyzed or activated. And who was the original person who said that, that quote about um, the dreams? Oh, I don't know before? if I'm quoting directly, but that's Alfred Adler. Alfred Adler. Okay, great. Great. We want to make sure that we give uh, right credit. Well, we've only got a couple of minutes left. And so I want to talk just briefly about you valuing your own vision so that you were able to step into your own dream of having your own business, helping other people with the dream interpretation. What, if anything, did it take for you, Lainey, to say, this is worthy of me doing? I have to tell you that even 48 years later, here I sit, I am still positively astounded at the information that we have right there. Carl Jung said, why would I want to make a decision and only consult my conscious mind? I want to consult my unconscious before I make major decisions. And that's what your dreams can do. And just doing, I, I mean, I'm sitting here like just dying to give you more dreams, but just to be able to illustrate, it's so fascinating once you see how sophisticated the unconscious mind is that I became compelled. I'm a driven woman. <laughs> I am compelled to teach the general public that anybody can do this. Anybody can learn how to do it. Forget about those dictionary dream books because what a cat means to you is not the same as a cat means to me. If I dream about a cat, I'm, I'm going to be asking myself, what do I need to be behaving more aloof and independently about? And you might be asking yourself a completely different question if you dream about a cat. Yeah, if I dream about a cat, I'm going to be asking myself, what do I need to do to relax and just be present more? Because cats are, for me, cats are just like totally like relaxed in their own skin and they're also completely present, right? With whatever's happening in the present moment. So I love that you brought that to the table as well, that it isn't about having a one size fits all interpretation. It's about being willing to know that the interpretations are available to you in ways that will allow you to move your life ahead. Right. And also in ways that only you know, because every single memory and association that you have ever had since you're born, it's all in your unconscious mind, your database called your unconscious, or I'm over 50, so I call it a filing cabinet. But it's all there and it only, only like a fingerprint, it only belongs to you. So nobody can tell you what your dream is about except you. Beautiful. I love it. Well, we are already at the end. It definitely goes quickly. Lainey, it's been a pleasure to have you here. Uh, listeners, make sure you check out Lainey at haveagreatdream.com. And remember, we love feedback. So please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We will have that number for you in the show notes. Send in questions or guest suggestions. And in this case, send in dreams if you'd like. If you send in a dream, we will send it along to Lainey and uh, let her have a connection with you. So send in a dream 
to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com and we will forward your connection information and your dream to Lainey and we'll see what she does with it from there. So when you do do that, we might even give you a shout out on the show. Thank you for tuning in. Keep your ears open and remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.